Hello, and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. I'm Mike Margulies, sitting here with Miriam. Miriam, welcome onto the show. Thank you. So we just met, I guess, 10 minutes ago? Yeah, maybe fun- maybe 20. Maybe 20, yeah. 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 I guess the last 10 minutes were spent trying to get the microphone working right <laughs> yeah. um, for the podcast. Um, but you're coming in from Germany, and I thought you had a pretty cool story yourself. Yeah, I don't know if it's so cool. But I can tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, my um, actually my plan was to um, study yoga because I'm a yoga teacher back home and I wanted to, first of all, escape the German winter and secondly, um, improve my yoga. And I went to Copanyang to this island <clears throat> and I just didn't like it. And Not- Copanyang, I guess just to give people context... That's like the party island exactly. in Thailand, where all the full moon parties are. and Which I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, so you just stumbled across this <laughs> yeah. party atmosphere. Exactly. Ex- <laughs> I thought it's a really lone, lonesome island, and uh, I did my yoga, and yeah. So you're expecting like a pretty low-key place with yoga classes going on. Exactly. And, and then you fell into Copanyan full swing, full moon parties. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, plus the yoga was very crazy, like high high up in the sky and very esoteric. And um, uh. yeah, we did on full moon, we didn't do a party, we did a, um, a spiral, for example, like a spiral meditation where you had to line up after star signs and then just stand for one hour and like next to your whatever. So everyone would stand next to a different astrological exactly, exactly. Like, sign? Yeah, so that was how they, you know, like thought and that's i'm also spiritual but um this is just a little too bit too esoteric much. for me yeah, yeah. yeah so that's why i left and that's why i'm in chiang mai now and that's why i met mike and yeah yeah oh and i'm <laughs> yeah i'm still in chiang mai yeah. been here this is i recorded several episodes in chiang mai i just i guess i'm stuck here <laughs> but it's a good kind of stuck um, yeah it's a nice place yeah, and now you're learning how to be a masseuse. Exactly. Now I thought, hmm, what am I going to do with all this time? And then I <clears throat> just realized that you can study Thai massage here, and it's um, also called passive yoga. So I thought, wow, that might be actually really interesting. Because Massaging is called passive yoga. Yeah, this Thai massage, because oh. you, um, I don't know so much about it yet, but you also put people in yoga positions right. and, you know, stretch them and all these things, so... It's yeah. it's also about energy lines and about energy points and all these things. So I thought, wow, that's actually maybe much cooler than practicing yoga myself to learn another thing. And yeah, so I, I got a Thai. I didn't do one here, but in Kuala Lumpur, like a year ago, I got a, a Thai massage. And yeah, I remember I got contorted into all these like crazy weird positions and. Uh, yeah, they were just stretching me out and doing all the kinds of weird things to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I could see that being kind of like a yoga. It's passive yoga because I'm not having to put myself exactly. in the positions. Exactly. They're just doing it for me. And I'm just kind of... <laughs> but how was it? How was the effect oh, for you? It was Did great. you feel it was good like, afterwards? It's super hard. You know, they like, okay. I guess I you're learning do how to do this, right? Digging your elbows. Yeah, and, exactly. So you're digging your elbow into people and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was really a hard massage, okay. but it was good. No, I liked it. Okay. I got... I kind of like rough massages, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't get one yet. I don't even know how it is and really? what it is. I get one tomorrow morning. Oh, so all right. I'll find out if that's the thing I want to do. <laughs> but I hope so. So you've been learning how to give massages without getting one. That sounds like a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're getting the short end of the stick here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you're, 
so you were in uh, Copanyan mm-hmm. um, for like a week and a half. A or week, so? yeah, a week, something yeah. like this, a little bit more. And and then said, "Screw this! Uh, it's too much." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was too much for me. Actually, it's a half moon today, right? Today might be the half moon party. Yeah, yeah I was mm. gonna go. Actually, I was gonna go down to Copanyan for the half moon party. Okay. Um, I've thought, figured it'll be a taste of it. It won't be the full power, full moon. Mm. But then I just decided, no, I'd rather just hang out in Chiang Mai <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. May, I'll probably end up uh, in Copanyan at some point and do the obligatory whatever face of the moon we're in party. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You should just see it maybe yeah. once. So yeah. Also, we've been to a waterfall party. It's really beautiful. It's a waterfall party. Yeah. What? And they really the locations are amazing. You know, it's just a waterfall in the middle of the island, mm. and you party there. You have like you had a DJ from Germany, from Berlin. Yeah. And the music was great. The location was great, but people were just so full of drugs. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's I don't know. Maybe I'm over it like, <laughs> from age, so it was just yeah. Well, there's phases, I guess. Sometimes <laughs> there's a time to party hard, and sometimes yeah, there's a time to relax and chill. Exactly. Um, it's the only constant in life is change. That's true. That's very Buddhistic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah, it is kind of Buddhistic. Yeah, so. very. That's the basic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what. There, I come to the point. What I want to tell you. What I also want to do after yeah, I yeah, took please the. Do. After I took the course in um, Thai massage, I want to do a Vipassana meditation. I don't know if it's called. Ah, Vipassana. Vipassana yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, yeah. Um, so, but I'm really scared of it because I did one, it's so actually. hard. Okay, so, how many days? Uh, the 10-day course. Wow. Yeah, okay. so I could tell you all about the Vipassana. Yeah, tell me a little bit about um, it. Yeah, I, sure, <laughs> why not? Um, so, are you doing it with the Dhamma organization? With the international Buddhist yeah. blah blah. Okay. Here. So uh, there, I think there's different organizations okay. that maybe do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I did it with, the, yeah, you know, ten days of no talking to other people mm. um, and no even eye contact or nonverbal communication. Wow. Okay. You're supposed to be completely in your own world. Can you write like diary? No, you're, not, you're no. supposed to not be reading, not be writing. <laughs> no. None of this stuff. You can talk to the teachers actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's the only person. I you're supposed to talk to is the teacher okay. or one of the teachers or the staff. Um, and now, wow, I had, wow, I can take you through it. This will be, yeah. So basically day one, I was all about it, you know? Um, what does it mean all about it? I was, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm using like these English idioms and stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, I was just really into it. I okay. thought it was, I thought the idea was cool. Okay. I came into it, um, with this thought in my head of what the course would be, which was, okay, I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm kind of in my own world. I'm learning some meditation techniques to help me, help guide me through this process. But at the end of the day, it's kind of an individual journey. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of looked at it. Mm. Um, and in the first few days, that's what it seemed like it, it was. And the, the teacher on the videos was speaking and he said, um, you know, he was saying things like, oh, this isn't a religion. And he's saying, oh, religions do these madness things. They, they talk about the, these promises of heaven. If you follow this exact right and this exact mm-hmm. ritual, and they make these threats of hell um, if you don't follow this thing. And that's just madness. It's about, you, you can't follow with blind faith. You have to have an intellectual understanding, an experiential understanding. And I'm hearing him say these things, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is exactly why I'm here. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Sounds good. I was, I was, and we learned some meditation, some breathing techniques, and... I was all about it. Um, I'll use that phrase again. Yeah, <laughs> I was, but now I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, so here's where, uh, before I get into the, the negative side, I'll say, 
I then I'd experienced like a whole bunch of pretty amazing breakthroughs. Okay. Um, personally, like, and there's too many to count, but just as an example of, uh, from a I guess a high level view, what it was. I went into the thing thinking like, okay, I'm going to think about all the people that have harmed me in the past and this, that, and the other thing, and figure out how to cope with it. But instead, it was the opposite. I was thinking about. Well, who have I harmed? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do to make amends for that? Mm-hmm. And it's something I'm still working on, actually. I think I'm sort of making steps, having some conversations, repairing some relationships. But it's a work in progress. Okay. Um, but that's an example of the kind of places my mind went in mm-hmm. this uh, time. So I learned a tremendous, tremendous amount. Well, great. But, here's the but. I started to come off the train a few days into it when the teachings, instead of being about an individual experience, it became more and more like a religion, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he was talking about, uh, on day one, like I said, he's like, oh, it's not about a specific rite or ritual. And now at day five, six, he's saying, well, this meditation method is the only one that works. Mm, really? And on day one, he's talking about how crazy it is. Religions promise you heaven. And now he's saying, well... Uh, if you do this, you're going to get to enlightenment. Um, and he, day one, religions talk about threats of hell. And now he says, well, if you don't do this, you're going to be reincarnated into a life of misery. Mm-hmm. So in heaven, hell mm-hmm. became enlightenment, Strange. misery. Um, to me, it was like, as they say here, right? Same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was just looking at, watching these teachings, thinking it just seemed very hypocritical to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was... Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just very... It just seemed like it was up its own ass, mm, I guess. Mm. Um, and the, and I wanted to leave. Part of me wanted to leave, but then I decided to stay anyway. Okay. And... Because I, I still felt like I was growing in my own way. And, yeah, sure. Yeah. And eventually, I think the biggest learning for me was what I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I think I've... I've got some stuff figured out, whatever. Mm. Um, but I can't go around parading like I know something that other people don't know. Mm. Um, I have to temper my own ego. I don't want to be um, like the teachers in this course. And <laughs> like, you know, hey, I know the, the ultimate truth. You have to do things my way if sure. you want to be happy or else you're going to be miserable. Sure. I know the way. It's uh, weird, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And I know that, I know I can be like that sometimes too, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, particularly mm. when I was leaving my job to come backpacking, mm. you know, it was like, um, yes. I, you know, there's the big part of me that was the egotistical part saying, well, I figured it all out. You guys are so dumb, but and, mm. and I kind of realized like, no, no, everyone's following their own path. Mm. That's good. And it's not for me to say what anyone's path. Is. I know what my path is. And I know for me, this experience has been awesome mm. and rewarding. Um, but it's not for me to say to anybody else. Mm what their path should be. So I guess to sum it up, the biggest learning I got from Vipassana was I learned a tremendous amount, but for the opposite reasons of why okay. they wanted me to. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they were also provoking you. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Actually, <laughs> right? Yeah. They uh, say, you know, like in the spiritual world that a teacher is somehow always also somebody who brings you really to your um, issues, you know, who brings you to uh, your 
yeah to the issues That's you were true. actually dealing with so even you might not realize it he brought you maybe to a no, very special thing and another person might not true. have an issue with this you know what he said he might have had another problem yeah. there and um, well that's that's also what i figured out eventually like at, on day 10 we were on the talk again mm. and i realized wait i'm not the only one struggling mm. and some people had yeah, similar sure. beef as i did yes. some people had completely different mm. problems physical problems whatever and um and it was like oh everyone's struggling in his yeah. own way in this whole little uh little process we were doing <laughs> yeah. um yeah it was it was really interesting but why didn't you ask him The teacher. Well, like, you're not allowed um, to. Uh, but you could talk to the teacher, right? Yes, but you're allowed to question them on the method, ah, okay. but not on philosophy. Mm -hmm, okay. And that was what pissed me off, too, because mm. I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. Uh, if you want to teach me a meditation method, then teach me a meditation method, and I'll question you on the method. Mm. But if you don't want me to question you on philosophy, then don't teach me yeah. philosophy. That's strange. Yeah. And yeah, it, it just it felt a lot... <laughs> yeah, it was almost like you were in... I don't know. It was just very bizarre. Okay. Eventually, I started breaking the rules. I started. Um, I was so frustrated, and I couldn't. Okay. Let, I started writing, which uh, I was supposed yeah. to do, <laughs> and eventually reading. Even okay. it was weird. It's like, oh, you had to hide your books, okay. you know, because <laughs> the 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 Dhamma police were going to come and get you mm -hmm. if they caught you. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, Sorry, I don't want to discourage you from doing it, though. No, <laughs> I go to another school and I'll see. Yeah, you know, maybe, you probably maybe that's not my big issue. Maybe I have another thing to struggle with. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm the most, most afraid that I'm not allowed to eat after 12, hmm. 12 o'clock. How was it for you? We were allowed to eat. After, we had, like, bananas oh, and okay. cereal oh, uh, in the okay. evening. But the second time students were not allowed. Okay. Um. To eat. Actually, you just reminded me of something else I, I thought about of the experience of you were saying how everyone kind of struggles mm. and, uh, in different ways and all this. And what was funny to me afterwards, um, when I was talking to people again, you know, they were. I, I, it seemed like some people, yeah, they knew what I knew, or they they thought the same thing I thought, which was that hey, this is kind of hypocritical. Mm -hmm. But for them, they just didn't let them bother them yeah they just were like exactly. yeah whatever yeah. uh this this part's bullshit and they just got over it real quick <laughs> and it was just my it mm. really was like kind of a boom in mm. my own head like okay this is all my own bullshit like yes. i could have why couldn't i why am i even fighting with this guy the guy's dead anyway the guy in his videos mm. um what am i doing spending my mental energy when mm. i could be like working on myself and all this stuff i was spending all this time and energy trying to think of reasons why this is bullshit. Um, <laughs> so that's, you know, it was something, it was me. For me, maybe it was, I was seeing a shade of myself, perhaps, in, in uh, this guy, and I was like, this is, this guy's saying, like, he knows what's up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Possible. yeah, yeah, I'm quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another interesting thing was, I started reading a, a completely different method. Um, uh, you know, Osho. Yeah. Okay, so I started reading a book by Osho, and Osho's got his own problems, of course. Mm. I think every philosophy has its own good and bad. Um, and his is the opposite, whereas, you know, the Vipassana path is mm -hmm. the get rid of your cravings, get rid of your aversions, which I found kind of weird because it's like, so you have to have a craving for no aversion and an aversion to all cravings. Mm -hmm. It seemed silly. That was another thing I thought was... No, again, I didn't get it. Oh, sorry. So... The um, 
So in the Vipassana tradition, yeah. the Buddhist tradition, mm-hmm. the idea is that the source of human misery is our cravings and okay. our aversions. Uh, so you have to get rid of all cravings, mm-hmm. get rid of all okay. aversions. Okay. Um, and that seemed kind of um, like a contradiction to me because mm-hmm. you have a craving mm-hmm. to be rid of aversions. Mm-hmm. And you have an aversion mm-hmm. okay. to all cravings. Okay. And, and, and there's a big craving for this this big thing we call enlightenment mm-hmm. um, mm. and it the anyway Osho's thing is the opposite which is don't deny your cravings and aversions embrace them mm. and accept the fact that with cravings and aversions you'll have desires that go unfulfilled mm-hmm. and that's part of life too yeah sure and but a, a friend of mine at the at the course said something wise to me he goes well at their core, though, they're really saying the same thing. Uh, the Vipassana method, Osho, mm-hmm. all these spiritual leaders, they're all kind of saying, like, find a way to deal with these things in this crazy thing we call life. You know, mm-hmm. Deal with your cravings and aversions. Whether you're talking about denying them or accepting them, whatever, it's mm-hmm. at a very deep level, it's like mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, yeah, find your own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like... Yeah, I could talk for, you know, 10 days of, uh, uh, spending 10 days there, just bottled up in my own thoughts. I could go on and on and on about my, sure. the experience of there. I wrote like 15 pages about the experience, wow. actually. Yeah, well, it will mm. be difficult not to write, I guess, because so many things are going on in your mind, and it's good sometimes just to get it out. And um, But, well, I'll trust them and just... Yeah, at least that's the plan. Just oh, you probably stay uh, away. maybe you're wiser than I am. <laughs> I don't know yet. Well, you're, you might be pat. You know, I was too caught up in the in the fight, mm, okay. um, yeah, and maybe you're already kind of at a point where like, all right, mm. I, I know some things bullshit. I won't. I'll take the things I learned. Mm. What I eventually came to was something I wrote down a long time ago to myself, which was uh, take what you like, reject what you don't, yeah. and maintain your individuality yeah. while ever learning. Mm, definitely and. I should have just thought about that mm. um, a long time earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you learn a lot, it seems. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, definitely. When was it? Was it here in Thailand? This was also? in India. This oh, was, India. Um, okay. yeah, just a couple months ago. Uh, I guess it was end of November, beginning of December. Okay. Um, so pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah, you're right. I, I still, despite all this, it was a good teacher. That mm-hmm. pushed me. Okay. And so yeah, I learned. Exactly. That, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's his job, you know, to yeah. to push you and to bring you to your whatever, like, issues and these things. And it did that. It, mm. it absolutely <laughs> did that. Um, so I, yeah, despite, like, all of my bullshit, uh, fighting it, like, I owe a lot. Because I think I, I'm a lot better than I used to be. Okay. Um, cool. After having gone through this course. So. Wow. Um, yeah. And that in 10 days. Yeah, it's a lot to happen <laughs> in 10 days. So, yeah, you know what? Go and actually, I don't think they're all the same either. No, not definitely. All the organizations not. have. Yeah. I've heard, actually, I can give you a look at my notes, but a friend of mine told me about um, one place you can do it where it's not so much of um, it, They let you question them more. Okay. And they, they're not so much like, this is the only way. It's, okay. it's a, the same experience of a 10 days okay. Vipassana, but. Not as much of a, I don't know, holier than thou kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I talked to a monk yesterday. You know, they have these monk chats yeah. here. Yeah, you yeah. You read about it? It's quite funny. <laughs> so I talked to him. The guy's in orange and everything. Yeah. 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 
And um, I asked him, what is the difference between Zen Buddhism? Because I'm normally following more like Zen Buddhism. And this here is Theravada. Mm. So he said that Theravada just has a lot of rules. They have like... What's um, the, I don't know. Actually, Theravada is what they follow it, no. here. It's like the um, okay. very traditional Buddhism. Mm. They follow in Thailand, like in, in Japan and these places, more Zen Buddhism and... Um, and he said the difference is that they just have a lot of rules. They have, I don't know, like, what, what did he say? The monks have 127 rules they have to follow in their daily life. And, yeah. and I Holy know crap. Buddhism to be very free, you know, it's just, there's yeah. no rules. Just sit down and meditate. And so yeah. I was also very surprised. Yeah, yeah. so I think all meditations you do here will be full of rules, it sounded that like. Well, that's, you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's the way I thought about it. That made mm. it so weird to me because I always had this idea of Buddhism mm. as like this thing that's, it's the internal journey. Yeah. So there's not rules. It's about finding for yourself yes. what the thing is. There's not like a dogma. The whole mm. appeal of Buddhism to me and Vipassana was there is no dogma. There is no, there's no rules. It's, it's that internal, you yeah. know. And that's why I was so turned off by it because I was like, wait a minute, that's what I signed up for. But now you're giving me you're giving me dogma. Mm. Um, and I was just I'm like, what? You know, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Um, maybe we can see it more like guidelines or something, you know, that it's yeah. like guidelines, how to whatever you, reach it, but not maybe rules is too strict. I agree. Uh, it's, I hope <laughs> it seems against the, you know, I, I mean, I, don't know, I never met Buddha, but if he, <laughs> if Buddha yeah. was here today, maybe he is, he, maybe he's reincarnated and he's hanging out somewhere. Yeah, maybe. I feel like if you talked to him today and he said, Hey, so what are the rules to enlightenment? He wouldn't give you like, Oh, here's 120 things you have to do no. to reach enlightenment. He would say, look, sit in a tree, meditate for a while, exactly. figure out your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he also, you know, followed his way. He was like, um, I don't know if you know his stories, but he went like through ascetic periods. Then he had like a women. Then he was drinking. You know, he also tried all different kinds. And in the end, he just really and, yeah. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, that's a story that he tried oh, like man. a lot of things. So um, yeah, and it's just wow. a path. <laughs> yes. Well, of course. Why am I surprised to hear this though? Right? Like he was a man. So yeah. it's not like he was born. This he was person the who son was, of a king. Yeah, yeah he was exactly. a prince. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. He, he probably went through every single experience. Yeah. He probably did really terrible things, too. Yeah. Like, if you think about what would drive someone to just leave their wife and their kid and go sit in mm, a tree for... Until yeah. you reach enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if you think about that, like, some, he must have... He probably did some terrible things. Mm. And, yeah. And then he figured out how to get past that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That it's not the right way. Somehow he found out and then he found his way yeah. yeah now what do you think about enlightenment i'd be curious to get your perspective on it um i think it's like i don't know if i'm right but right now i think it's nothing so big you know it's just mm. um a thing you can reach when you practice meditation you can um reach this point where you see that um everything is one somehow i don't know if you ever yeah. reached it but i did and um I think it's changing like my whole, like I had periods in retreats where just my whole worldview was um, turned upside down. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is just such a new perspective on everything. And I felt so, wow, so liberated. And yeah. It didn't last. Okay. Then you start again going back to your normal life and then and you fall back. So I think it's more something you have like for a moment or for some moments and, um, something everybody can reach it's nothing so crazily amazingly big 
And I don't think, I don't believe in nirvana that right. you reach this and then you won't be reborn and all these things. I don't care so much about what happens after death yeah. or not. But I, for me, enlightenment is right now, maybe ask me in one year again and it's something else. Um, uh, it's just seeing the world in a different way so that you feel free, that you suddenly feel liberated from your ego, from all those things which are normally bothering us. Yeah. Yeah, that's for me. Uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, that's good. I I think I I pretty much agree with all those things. Like um yeah, I've had those experiences sometimes where you you know, in the course for example, mm. it's that everything I think about the way I view the world has just been turned on its head. Mm. And now I'm like I ch- everything is completely different for me since we passed enough for sure. Cool. Um but I think what you're saying is also true. It's like it's not a permanent thing, I don't think, yeah. right? It's not like, oh, you reach this, and like, oh, you're done. Mm, exactly. and, you know, like, all right, now I've done it. I've reached Nirvana. It's over. That, yeah, it's, I think you put it in a really good way. Cause I always thought it was, how, to think that you are enlightened, that you're game over, I've reached Nirvana, it's done. Mm. Isn't that completely crazy and ego? To, to say to yourself, I have nothing more to learn. Yeah. That's just crazy. I don't think it's like, it's, does anybody exist who, who says that? I don't well, know. Well, I don't know. That's the impression. That's how I felt when I was in the course, mm, you know? Okay. I felt like, I mean, well, it's one of two things. Mm-hmm. This guy was either teaching enlightenment and he wasn't enlightened. Mm. And in which case, what is he going about mm-hmm. teaching people enlightenment? Or he does actually believe he's enlightened, in which case, wait a minute, I'm listening mm. to a guy who is so egotistical that he believes he has nothing more to grow and learn in his life. Uh, you know, and yeah. I'm like either way, yeah. it's, it's like, uh, you know, it seemed backwards either way. It just, that was another thing that bothered me though. Just the whole idea of enlightenment. I don't think it mm. like, I think you can always grow. You can always learn. So you can't yeah. say, Oh yeah, I'm done. Now I want to be reincarnated now mm. to live another life. Cause I figured it out finally. Like, yeah. And what I also heard from monks, um, it's, they, they told me the same thing. I'm, I don't know if you know Thich Nhat Hanh? No. Oh, oh. All I know about Buddhism is basically things I learned in this course. Oh, okay, I have to. <laughs> so you know a you lot more than I do, later, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they told me like that, um, what I just told you, that it's just a, a constant practice. You know, sometimes you have these moments, sometimes you lose it again. And um, Yeah. Yeah. It's... So, man, it's, it's funny because I was so turned off. I was really into Buddhism for, I didn't know a lot about it, but conceptually it seemed mm-hmm. interesting to me because of that it's not a, a religion. You know, it seemed, uh, all the, those things were done, uh, what I thought it was. And then came to this course mm. and I found out, oh, oh it's something else. Yeah. But maybe listening to you now, maybe, it, yeah. it makes me, well, there's different sects of Buddhism, it sounds <laughs> yeah, like, right? Yeah. So maybe this particular sect wasn't the one for me, Yeah. but maybe there are some aspects of Buddhism, some sects of Buddhism, whatever you want to call mm. it. That's more in line with how I look at the world. Which yeah. Is the individual journey thing. Yeah. Sounds like that's the kind. Of I write you some names down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you you subscribe yeah. to the same kind of Buddhism yeah. that I would. Yeah, so. maybe. But maybe we are getting too deep now for the people listening to oh, us. No. Is it getting boring? Yeah. No, no. I think this is. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, talking about enlightenment. Yeah. Achieving sure. your the highest possible plane of existence. Yeah, What's more interesting than that? No, actually, I, I some people did want... I talked about uh, going into the Vipassana course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talked about going into it a, a very briefly. And I never revisited it on the podcast. And oh, some people okay. did ask me, like, hey, what what about the Vipassana experience? So it was probably about time to, to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, 
I mean, honestly, of all the different things happening while backpacking, this is probably one of the more intriguing ones. So, mm-hmm. so it's all cool. Yeah, now it's yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, now it's out in the world. But now it seems like I had, I, I have way more to learn. What? Well, yeah, that was the conclusion anyway, right? Was that? <laughs> There's always higher mountains to climb. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a shame that whatever this guy just turned you off so much. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's a shame, but ultimately I, I, I still grew from the experience mm. and still learned. Yeah. So I have no, I can't have no complaints about it. You know, mm. it, it helped me. Mm. Um, and it, it was really just my own bullshit that was making me have a bad experience because mm. I could have just brushed it off mm-hmm. and said, okay, I won't, I won't listen to that part. But I was still stuck in my own head so much that I couldn't yeah. just get over that more yeah. easily. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. And maybe like Western people just need a Buddhism, which is more, um, you know, doesn't have these rules, doesn't has like a lot of, um, spiritual, whatever, oh, I don't know the English word, yeah. like, you know, rituals and all these things. Yeah, rites and rituals, like dogma. Clear and logical and, no, yeah. not logical, and rational and all these things. Yeah. So that's actually what Thich Nhat Hanh, like my guru, is um, teaching. He's from Vietnam and okay. he adapted Buddhism to the Western mind because he okay. said you can't just, you know, go to the West and teach like we teach in Vietnam because we are so different. And, right. Um, And he has just an amazing way of of teaching and of bringing it to people. It's really, really strong. And his is the version that's without the dogma and rules. It's more very much without dogma. Yes, no dogma at all. There's a version of Buddhism out there still for me. (laughs) No dogma at all. Just his only rule is just be mindful. You know, try to be in the moment, in the present moment, and um, that's the only thing he's basically saying then he's telling stories about whatever like what i just said about feeling one with everything and he can just tell it in a so beautiful and so logical way you know fo- logical mm. is the wrong word rational way yeah that you follow it oh yeah that's right oh that's also right also right also right oh wow yeah. okay my world looks different now and um <laughs> everything just makes sense i i and i've had moments of feeling that way in the mm. meditation you know it's like it's those moments where i realize all the people that um, it, it comes out when you think about negative emotions, mm-hmm. right? And I think about all these people that I've had negative conflicts with, and it's really, really easy. I, I think evil is a, just a convenient label mm-hmm. that people use for things yeah. they don't understand. Yeah. And in reality, there isn't this other person I hate or whatever. They aren't evil in that person's mind. He's doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and it's just. So in that sense, we are all the same. Mm. You know, the person I hate is the same as me. Uh, he's just seeing life from his perspective, yeah. and I'm seeing it from mine. And in his eyes, I'm the evil person. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so in that sense, I had these moments of, mm. whatever you call them, uh, moments of revelation, mm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever, where it's like, oh, I get it. Um, <laughs> it's that... Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And you're like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the center of the world after all. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who would have thought that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sounds like a, I might have to get some information from you. Yes, um, from please. This one. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any more uh, knowledge you can impart? <laughs> mm. I have to think. No, I just, you know, I I couldn't say it in 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 the right way so that people get it what whatever I okay. would like to say, yeah. Sure. 
<laughs> well, let's see. I guess we we got a pretty good recording here. I'll ask oh. you another question. Okay. We've been asking our guests. Yes. Uh, what is one thing that you would like to do before you die? Hmm. And it can be anything. It doesn't oh. have to be like the thing. But what's any one thing you want to do? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. Think about it for a moment while I'll go through the, the motions of thanking you. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it, but I think this was a pretty good um, little session. I appreciate you spontaneously coming on and, and doing this silly little thing and, and listening to me talk about Vipassana. Um, yeah, I think was, we got a good little... Uh, little episode here cool thank you yeah and i know now what i want to do i really would like to um live in a buddhist monastery for for um i don't know one year at least or like a longer period oh nice yes nice so that's definitely something i want to do but there's so many things i want to do before yeah well it doesn't have to be like the thing but just (laughs) any one thing so that no that's a good one yeah now i guess would you you do that and do you see yourself as then staying in a kind of monk life or coming back to to the world? Coming back to the world, I guess. Yeah. Maybe when I'm 50 or something, I can go to monk life, but right now I'm too young. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's good. Um, I know this was supposed to be the wrap-up, but it's like, I, I, you made me think some more. Like, um, you know, the, monk, the whole monk life thing, one thing that, was, that struck me about it was like, so people become monks following this Buddhism thing, they want to rid themselves of misery. I don't know. It was always odd to me where it's like, it seems like you're so possessed by misery mm-hmm. that you throw away all the joy in your life. Um, I think it's good to go have those experiences of deep meditation, retreating and all that, and live that simple life for a while. But I think you have to come back to planet Earth, though. You can learn all these things, get enlightened, have those moments of whatever, and... Um, yeah, we then we have to come back and use that knowledge for good. So, I guess well, I guess I'm obviously not going to be a monk, but <laughs> but yeah. But that's also what they do here. What I heard yesterday from this monk that they he's 29 now and he's yeah. um, studying at university. Mm. And most of those monks we see here, they are studying or doing schools or something. And then they find a family one day and they leave the monastery and. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And he said, so there yeah. there are a lot of monks that do this. Yeah, mo- like some stay, but most just find their way back to normal life oh, one this day. is like mind-blowing for me. Yeah. Because uh, I always thought of it as like, okay, you become mm, a monk, no, you give up everything. It's not in Buddhism, not. You can just leave whenever you want. <sighs> or when you fall in love or something, you know, because you're not allowed to have sex. So when you fall in love, you can just say, okay, bye, we are leaving now yeah, or something. Just fail. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool, because I, yes. I don't know, for whatever reason, I had this, well, between the Vipassana course and other things I've heard, I always mm. this idea of, if you're following that, that Buddhist spiritual path, you have to give up everything, give mm. up you know, all your mm. cravings, all aversions, yeah. all possessions, no love, no sex, no none of that, just live your life very simple, off your basic needs, and uh, and just meditate all day long for the rest of your life, <laughs> and that's that's your life now. And I was like, what? That's That sounds terrible. I don't want to be enlightened. Yeah. I don't want to change that thing. <laughs> but you give me hope now. Yeah, so the, <laughs> you become a monk still. Yeah, maybe I can become a monk temporarily. And then uh, yeah, sure. if you're allowed to come back to planet Earth. You like, can do it, yeah. Ah, 
Oh, that's Just really cool. Just have to shave your hair. Oh, I can shave my hair. Before. <laughs> no problem. No, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good look for me. It's a lot easier, too. But I want long hair now. I've never had long hair. Okay, afterwards you become uh, a long hair. Yeah, after I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get long hair for a while, yeah. and then when I'm tired of... When my hair is just, all right, I'm ready to shave it, exactly. I'll know that's the time to become a monk. Yeah. That's <laughs> Temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try like maybe a different course or something. <laughs> Good. Uh, cool, cool. Well, any okay. final thoughts? No. Cool. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you. Yes. No, this was great. And thank you for the contribution of uh, the idea of drinking a beer during yeah. the podcast. I'm German, you know? Yeah, I, I think this tells me I should have more Germans on the show. <laughs> yeah. um, so cheers to that. Cheers. Prost, as Prost. they say. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to Walking the Earth podcast. I'm Mike Margulies, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>